Hello, and welcome to the adventures of Power Dog in Dogland. Hello, friends, and thank you for tuning in for Episode 7 of Season 1 of our story. Okay, do y'all remember where we were in our story when we last left off? Power Dog had just been reunited with his big brother, Fetcher, which was very comforting. Fetcher had just saved countless lives by acting as a kind of early warning system to the inhabitants of Hawufi and Miaui when the nearby volcano had erupted, spewing hot lava, ash, and flying embers and sparks everywhere. And this volcanic eruption couldn't have come at a worse time, because as you may remember, the dogs were already on a quest to find their mysteriously missing loved ones. Tuffy's twin sister Taffy, and their favorite dog college coach, TikTok Bunny. And as far as we know, and TikTok Bunny and Taffy know, they were in quite a pickle or conundrum, or you know, a really confusing situation in a strange cave. Taffy woke up disoriented again. Whoa. Did I, did I fall asleep? <sighs> she yawned and wondered out loud and looked around in utter bewilderment. TikTok Bunny was sitting next to her, cross-legged, watching over her and the creature, who was still passed out and breathing deeply. It's okay, Taffy, said TikTok. I took the first watch and you needed the rest. Taffy smiled appreciatively. She did need the rest, but still, kind of a strange time to doze off. They'd been watching the creature and waiting for them to wake up and do anything, anything at all. The creature was blocking the only entrance to or exit from the cave. TikTok and Taffy had thoroughly checked out the cave once the creature's cool orb torch thingy had brought some good light. The two had investigated every corner and bit of this cave, all while keeping at least one eye on the slumbering creature in the entrance. They found that the cave was pretty large, and the wall surfaces were lined with silvery, iridescent, metallic rock. It looked a bit like a type of stone here on Earth called hematite. And what they thought was that campfire was actually a little pit of fire near the back of the cave. It was mysterious, but it was also very, very hot, so they couldn't get too close and still feel safe. It was concerning to both of them, but it also wasn't doing anything yet. So both of them felt a greater urgency around figuring out how to sneak past the slumbering giant creature blocking the entrance. 
TikTok would normally bounce right up and over such an obstacle. But the cave entrance roof wasn't quite high enough for him to squeeze through, and he definitely couldn't squeeze through with Taffy on his back. So Taffy and TikTok had come closer to the creature, but not too close, and they sat down, both of them leaning against the cave wall. And as the waiting had drawn on, Taffy and TikTok Bunny had actually become a little bored just sitting there. Taffy must have gotten a little too bored, and maybe she was actually tired, and she had just dozed right off. How long was I out? Is it still nighttime? She asked, looking beyond the creature to the small bit of visible and astoundingly bright stars in the sky. What little she could see of the stars seemed so much closer than when they went stargazing on a floating moon. Was the night sky really this bright in Doglaska? These stars seemed too bright, even for Question Mark Mountain, the highest point in all of Dogland, which happens to be so high that it is even higher than any of Dogland's floating moons. And why only now, after the creature had shown up, could they see these bright stars? TikTok gazed up at the stars, too. I don't want to freak you out, Taffy, but the stars here also move faster than they do at Doglaska or Lictopolis or the college. And I've seen this before. Taffy looked up at the bright, swiftly moving stars and gasped. Meanwhile, Power Dog woke up to find himself curled up with his big brother Fetcher and his beloved first cousin and very best friend Tuffy. It was dark as dark could be, and the bed was cozy as could be, but neither of these things could keep an excited Power Dog asleep. Do you remember the middle of the night cloud-running antics Power Dog, Tuffy, and Taffy had gotten up to in the beginning of our story? Well, Power Dog was often quite the night owl. Something about the quiet of night made him feel invigorated or extra alive and aware. His parents often marveled at what a night owl he was. And there is a scientific term for this. It's called nocturnal. It means active at night. Power Dog got up very slowly and very quietly as to not disturb his still-snoozing cousin and brother, and he wandered over to the window. He was hoping for a good spot to watch from. He didn't know what, but he was hoping to just watch anything that might be going on in this unfamiliar place. But all he could see out this window in the dark were beautiful flowers and other plants. They must be master gardeners here, he thought. And that made him think of and long for TikTok Bunny and then Taffy. So much had happened the day before. It was hard to wrap his mind around it. He knew there'd be much to do next, but what that would be was such a mystery. And he wanted to see his parents now. His super hearing powers allowed him to hear what he could not see. The scurrying of many, many feet. Curiosity got the better of him, and he quietly slipped on Fetcher's dark cape and snuck out the door without making a peep. Power Dog was good at sneaking around at night. 
It's great to have superpowers, but his attention to being as stealthy as possible, making moves without making sounds, was an art form and a talent he worked hard to perfect. Having great stealth also paired well with his excellent memory as he wandered back along the paths, darting quickly and noiselessly into large hostas and bushes to hide as needed so that no one would see him. He saw many fennecs moving around quickly, and in the distance, he saw very, very tiny fennecs with smaller ears darting in and out of the shadows. He had no idea whether or not the fennecs were nocturnal by nature, or if all of this activity was because of the volcano. He was headed back to the Great Hall of the Order of the Phoenix to get some answers. And as he padded quietly along, the only thing that he missed was the row of boats that had arrived from Hawufi, filled with farmer dogs bringing food straight to the Phoenix, a first in known dogland history. Not only were the Phoenix about to host all these farmers, but an ever-growing group of Dogland's best scientists had also been arriving at the island, coming in ones, twos, and threes, all throughout the night and from all over the planet. This was indeed Dogland's greatest emergency in anyone's memory. Power Dog circled the Great Hall until he found a window with a nice hedge below. Fetcher's dark cape and the hedge would work well to conceal him, so he quietly hovered up until he found a good spot to watch from while remaining hidden. When he got close enough to the window, he was surprised to see the hall was filled with dogs and other dog-like creatures, all talking loudly and snacking off of one of the most amazing buffet-style spreads he had ever seen in his life. His tummy rumbled, and he winced and strained to cover it and muffle any sound, just in case someone walking by might hear him. The buffet was the first thing in sight for him, and the long table was overflowing with fluffy pancakes, a kind of stir-fried licorice-type dish that Hawuffi was famous for, and fruits of every imaginable kind, including a type of banana that peels itself the minute you touch or boop your nose to it. He had intended to stay outside and listen in on the grown-ups, but he had also missed two meals, at least. And Fetcher's cape had pockets that he now intended to fill with those delicious dogland bananas. His only question was, should he just hover right in through the window, or did he need to sneak inside? As if on cue, he heard and saw President Sandals directing a group of dogs who were wheeling in carts with more food on them. So Power Dog floated down near the back entrance and walked stealthily behind the last cart and large hawoofy dog pushing it along. The dog had the muscles of a hard-working farmer and they were too busy eyeing the cart to make sure no fruit fell off to notice sneaky little power dog sliding into the hall and under the large buffet table. As he was liberating dogland bananas from the table, stealthily of course, 
he heard his mother from the other side of the hall, and she was yelling. Absolutely not, he heard her bark. And then the entire hall quieted down a little as all eyes turned to her. There has to be a safer way, Mom Slice said loudly, reeling it back in just a bit. Power Dog could not see through this big crowd to see exactly who she was yelling at. He did see Condro and President Sandals join Dr. Laynard in the center of the room where Fetcher had been earlier that night. The crowd settled down, and all eyes were on Dr. Laynard, Condro, and President Sandals. Despite the large crowd, Condro still spoke softly, and everyone in the hall hushed even further and leaned in to hear. Luckily for Power Dog, he could hear everything clear as could be with his super hearing, as long as he just leaned out from under the table a little bit more. As stunning as it has been to witness a volcanic eruption so close to our home, it was perhaps even more alarming that a strange being appeared and then disappeared right over Lictopolis and on its college moon. Condro nodded to President Sandals, who barked, Yes, indeed, a strange being that we have no record of ever seeing before appeared at the College of the Dog Arts did much damage to the structures and gardens there, and then abducted two Dogland residents, disappearing in a strange weather event, the likes of which we have never seen before. Condra spoke up just a little louder now. And that it happened the same day of our greatest volcanic eruption in recorded history was too concerning to not involve every wise soul from all disciplines of study, from everywhere. He nodded and waved a paw across the entire crowd. That's right, said President Sandals. Now is the time for all paws on deck. Dr. Laynard stepped forward to speak. While the probability scientists work on the study of whether these two events are connected in any way, we will continue with our plan to study the inner workings of the volcano The Seekers will continue working on finding our two missing Dogland residents. It is indeed all paws on deck. Oh my dogs, thought Power Dog. It had not occurred to him that the two crazy events, the monster and the volcanic eruption, could have any connection. And this made his mind spin. He began stuffing the pockets of the cape with bananas to share with Fetcher and Tuffy in the morning. He felt ready to put his paws on deck, whatever that meant. Dr. Laynard continued, One thing that could come from this eruption is access to the volcano unlike we have ever had before. In all of our research, the volcano has been too closed and yet also too dangerous and we have never had access to the mineral elements we need from the very center of the volcano. We need to sample the fresh, hot magma. The crowd began to murmur, and Power Dog began to visualize the center of a volcano. Fresh, hot lava can tell us very important information about what's going on in the volcano's central magma chambers. 
magma chambers are pockets inside the volcano. And magma is the fiery substance that becomes lava when the volcano erupts. When the magma, then lava, cools, it becomes rock. Everyone nodded their heads in understanding. Power Dog was a little confused. How did they know about the magma chambers if they'd never actually seen them? Dr. Laynard went on. We know from laboratory experiments that the more dognesium there is in magma or lava, the hotter it could get. Chemical analysis, therefore, provides the means not only to determine the crystallization history of lava, but also to establish the temperature at which it is most likely to erupt again. We may even be able to figure out how much lava and how far the lava may travel in any future eruptions. Ah, thought Power Dog, this makes a little more sense. He'd never really given volcanoes very much thought, but now he could see that volcanoes are very interesting and complicated, as well as scary. Dr. Laynard went over to the table to fetch something shiny. Our scientists have created these vessels that can help us collect fresh hot lava. Dr. Laynard held up a large shining silver chalice, which is a cup with a kind of foot or long handle. It also had a long shiny cable attached to it. The vessel and the cable looked like they were made out of a smooth black metal with a silver shine to it. Power Dog had never seen anything quite like it. It looked a lot like that smooth, dark stone here on Earth I mentioned earlier, called hematite. But unlike here on Earth, it is not abundant on Dogland. That means it is rare and precious to them. Mom Slice spoke up again. We need to survey Hawafi to see if lava is flowing anywhere openly. We are not sending my son into the heart of an active volcano. The bits of a third massive dogland banana fell out of Power Dog's open mouth onto the floor beneath him as his jaw fell open in shock. Dr. Laynard set down the chalice next to a pile of shiny suits that looked like metallic wetsuits and came to stand next to Mom Slice. Dogwing spoke up. Of course, we will continue to work through the night to plan all possible scenarios, and we will look for a safer way to collect magma. Just because Power Dog has heat resistance doesn't mean he needs to go to the hottest place on all of Dogland and risk his life. Mom Slice nodded and eased her shoulders a bit. At this, all of the dogs in the hall broke into smaller groups and began arguing the finer points of their areas of expertise. Power Dog watched them all for a bit, and then he slowly snuck around the outer edges of the hall. As he slid out the other back entrance, the bananas were not the only thing he'd stolen and stashed in Fetcher's cave. That's all for today. Tune in next time to find out how this story continues. Now, I'm joined by my six-year-old co-author and son, Hank. Hi, Hank. Hi, 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 hi. hi, hi.
Uh, Hank, in this latest part of the story, we heard about how Dogland scientists want to achieve their first first ever lava lava sampling. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember what um, volcano scientists are called? Uh, Volcanologists and geologists? Geologists, very good. Volcanologists (laughs) and geologists. Yeah, it means volcanologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that's our that is our senior, senior kitty. kitty. What's yeah. his name? Roger. Roger. And well, cheese. And yeah. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> We've been enjoying calling him cheese lately. Cheese. Oh, cheese. Come here, cheese. Ma- Come here, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is what we think might be his real name. Hank, are you ready for a dog joke? Yeah. How did the little Scotty dog react when he met the Loch Ness monster? What? He was terrified. It's terrified. Okay, now are you ready for some jokes from Amel and Josh? Uh-huh. Okay, you're gonna love them. Thanks for sending these in, Amel and Josh. <laughs> okay, I have a joke for you. What did the bull say to his son when he left? What? Bye, son! Get bye, son, bison? (laughs) What did the pirate say when he was 80? Alright, Mitty! Thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and thank you, friends, for sending us the super fun and funny jokes. Next up, we have a special holiday ear snack to play for you, courtesy of a really fun and informative podcast called At Your Level with kid host Ari Kelly. Like us, At Your Level is a member of Kids Listen, an organization and app dedicated to high-quality audio content for kids and their families. You can find links to both in our show notes. Does that song sound familiar? We swapped out our usual trombone transitions with holiday ones, because the Winter Holidays episode of At Your Level is filled with ways you can play along. Like by naming all the songs you hear. I'm wondering if some of you might know this one. Hey, Ari! Yes, Fader? I think you know what time it is. Time to suffer. Time for some great dad jokes. So that's a yes, then. I heard you talked about Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, and that this will be the New Year's portion. Oh... You're going to drop the ball? Did you hear about the guy who started fixing breakfast at midnight on December 31st? Sadly, I am not. He wanted to make a New Year's toast. I would also like to make a toast. To never hearing that again. Clink. How come no one listens to New Year's resolutions? Um... They go in one year and out the other. Oh... What was the Caterpillar's New Year's resolution? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. To turn over a new leaf. 
<sighs> no. Why, Father? 2020 went by like a blur. My New Year's resolution must have been too low. I don't know if it's the jokes or the delivery, but Bad Dad is one of my favorite segments. Another one is musician or food. We play it on both the food episode and the music one. And the best part is not even a segment at all. It's the fact that kids join me. You can too. I hope you check that out your level. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and thank you, friends, for sending us more fun and funny jokes. As we roll out of this episode, our musical treat for your ears is a tune off my favorite album for kids. A Lawrence, Kansas musician named Melanie Dill once made two perfect albums called Alphabet Parade and Rainbow Lemonade, and I've had them stuck in my head ever since I discovered them while working in a magical little toy store in Olympia, Washington, called Wind Up Here. This song is called Look Out the Window, and it is from the album Alphabet Parade. We are also really excited to have recently gotten the scoop that Melanie will be releasing a new album soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled, peeled like a dogland banana, because it's going to be good. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There you can sign up for our frequently emailed newsletter and also find out how to submit some of those good jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like subscribing, liking, hearting, reviewing, and telling your friends all about the show. Special thanks to the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. Additional thanks to our friends, family, and community. Thank you as well to a group of wonderful experts and artists listed on our website for guiding us through this process to bring these adventures to you, dear listeners to whom we give our deepest gratitude. This podcast is made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. I see some houses and some trees and a park. There's some kids swinging on the swing. And a kid going down the slide. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. I see a street, I see some cars, and some traffic lights too. Yellow and red and green. Red means stop, green means go. Yellow means slow down. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. 
sidewalk. And a lady with a stroller and a baby inside. I see a man walking his dog. They're waiting for the walk sign. And they're walking across the street. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. <laughs> There's a taxi cab and a bus. Look, a fire engine. The cars are getting out of the way. Uh-oh, traffic jam. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. Look out the window, look out the window and see what you can see. Do you see all those people way down in the middle of the street? Yeah, I hear some music too. It looks like, like a parade. Um, is there a tardigrade in the house? <laughs> That's even better.